Welcome to the Ready to Thrive podcast. My name is Jacqueline, and I don't know if you've ever felt like you are just surviving your life. I know I have, and that's why I created this space. I want to help you move from surviving to thriving. My goal is to help you get unstuck and actually enjoy your life. Each week, I'll be sharing practical tips and always point you to Jesus. So what are you waiting for? Let's get ready to thrive. Welcome to Ready to Thrive, and I am sitting here with my new friend, Christy Clover, and I'm going to let Christy just introduce herself, and we're going to get going from there. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me on the podcast. It's such a joy to join someone else's podcast for a change. (laughs) But my name is Christy Clover, and I am a podcaster. I am the host of the Simply Joyful podcast. I have a YouTube channel as well, and I'm an author, and my newest book is called MOM, Master Organizer of Mayhem. But the most important thing to know about me is that I've been married to my husband, Steve, for 22 years, and we have five kids. Our oldest is 17, and we go all the way down to six. So we have some gaps. We have some close close buddies (laughs) in there, too. Um, But yeah, that is me in a a really quick nutshell. Mom, online person. (laughs) I love it. And coffee and chocolate, you know, consumer. Uh, those Those are important things to know, too. Okay, good. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, Well, I love, first of all... I was, I'm just so um, in awe of your book cover. I love your book yes. cover. So uh, I'm going to link to it in the notes, but it right away pops out with a big M-O-M and just colorful Lego all around because I think um, every mom can relate to any kind of disaster that is Lego, but you've made it look so pretty on the cover, which I love. <laughs> and uh, the tagline of your book just says, simple solutions to organize chaos and bring more joy to your home. And so I love that part of the reason for this organization of the chaos really is so we can have more joy in our lives. And you even have that as your uh, podcast, the Simply Joyful podcast. So I love that that is what this is all about. So Christy, can you just tell me, first of all, how did you get into this idea of organizing? Have you always been passionate about organizing? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> like, no. No. Okay. <laughs> Move on. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so I started organizing out of pure desperation. I was at a point where when they say everything that could have gone wrong went wrong, that was just the the season we were in. We had two babies back to back and we had been um, like forced to move to San Diego. That sounds funny. Most people would be like, yes, but we had put really deep roots down where we were in Northern California. So moving to San Diego meant we were being ripped out of our church. Our, you know, our, my, my mom was up there, you know, all of our good friends, some lifelong friends who are still our lifelong friends, which so you can survive. <laughs> Friendships will survive. But it was just torture. My husband was traveling nonstop, moving to San Diego, meant he was covering two territories. Uh, we had in that in like a six month time span, I think we between my husband and I, we had three surgeries. Um, one was an emergency surgery um, for my husband. Uh, we had the flu come through the. I mean, we had yeah, the flu came through our house. We had a new house that was just not really finished. We didn't know that until we were moving in, and just it was insane. And so I kind of had a breaking point, and I realized that I can't control a lot of things happening right now. But what I can control is how I choose to manage my home. And so I started looking at 
how can I better organize our home so that we didn't have that constant chaos and stress. And it was a lot of digging myself out. It's not easy to come to that realization when you already have children and you already yes, have yes. a lot of, I had a lot of organized uh, clutter. I, you know, I was good at throwing things in a box and putting a label on it. So I knew what it was, but it did mean I had to go deep and I had to go and dig through some of those boxes. So that's kind of, I kind of had to force myself to learn how to get organized. And I just became a student of it. I started asking everyone I could possibly ask you know, what do you do to organize this? Like I was looking at my problem areas and being like, okay, like my husband refers to my, my paper piles as Christie piles. I'm getting better, but I'm a visual person. So I have to see the piles to remember to get to them. So that was, that was kind of where I was, is that I just, I had to learn how, how do you get organized? And I had to learn a lot of those details. Well, I think a lot of people can relate, especially once you, once you have kids, you almost can't you can't hide from the mess anymore, uh, right? Like I think I remember myself being able to shove things into a guest room, close the door, and then at one point it's like, well, that guest room is now a nursery, so we cannot yeah. we cannot hide the stuff anymore. So you said you had to basically learn how to deal with it. Where do you start? Like for the woman who's listening who's like, that's me, everything is disorganized, everything is chaotic, can you give that woman one or two tips? Like where do we start? Oh yeah. Well, I think it's important, number one, for everyone to understand that there's just going to be seasons where you get yourself, even if you dig yourself out, there's going to be seasons where you end up back there. So I want to make sure it's clear. Like I struggle in this area. I, I came up with these 10 tips and all these systems because I struggle. And so you have to give yourself a ton of grace, but even right now, you and I were talking about it before we started recording, but we just went through a massive house renovation, which means we had to empty out large pieces of our house and put stuff somewhere. So we still have, we were back to having hallways that are crazy and, you know, some rooms that got stuffed with things because we just needed to move it out. Like it was one of those things where we're going to start, we're going to start, we're going to start now. And so it's like, okay, get everything out. Um, but what I do and what I always encourage other people to do is pick one thing. You can walk through your house and be like, that needs to get done and that needs to get done and there's too much to get done and it's too overwhelming and you'll never start. So figure out what's driving you craziest and, and even if it's a small thing, like, and I would almost encourage people to start small. Like I personally, because I, I'm weird, I start in the garage typically, which is a massive project, but I feel better. And then I feel like, okay, now I can move stuff out of my house and start right. getting my home organized. So I create space in the garage so I can get my home organized. And then I know I need to gut things in my garage. So I do that, you know, every once in a blue moon, but with things right now, you pick one, one thing, focus on that, get systems in play, get that space to be a nice, peaceful place that when you walk in and you see it all nice and neat, even if it is a drawer you go to every day, you open that drawer and you go, you know what? I am awesome. Look at this drawer. You know, look at that pantry, look at that closet, whatever it is, find a spot and get excited. I love that. I love, cause that is just, it's very simple picking the one thing that is kind of bugging you, but the mm -hmm. thing that you feel like it's kind of bugging you enough that you can tackle it and then build momentum from there. So right. I like that you're just saying like, we're not going to, yes, everything might overwhelm you, but we're just choosing one space. And I think everybody like this is um, airing hopefully early January where we probably have come off of Christmas feeling like, okay, we now have acquired 
a ton of stuff. <laughs> stuff. Where yes. does the stuff go? And so I just like, you know, whether it is a closet, a drawer, a bathroom, a kid's room, something that you feel motivated to tackle, build some momentum. Um, I love that as a starting point. You did mention you have these sort of 10 rules that you have created mm-hmm. that have really helped you. Um, do you want to share with me a few of your favorite rules or the things that you really need to sort of live by? Mm, that's a good one. Uh, I think, I mean, it's the first rule, but yeah. the first rule is glean and tweak. And I think that was the biggest aha moment for me. So when I was trying to dig myself out of everything, I was asking friends, I was looking online. And at that point, we're talking like go way back in history. I mean, I had a one-year-old and a newborn. And so we're talking, this is 17 years ago. Well, 16, 17 years ago. So we barely had the internet back then. (laughs) And everything was still that like picture perfect magazines. We didn't have HGTV or if we did, I didn't know it existed. So I didn't really know where to start and everything looked perfect. So when I was trying to learn, I was like, okay, I'm just going to reproduce this. I, this is the goal. And so I'm going to reproduce what, what this happens. And my, my friend's telling me to do this. Okay, I'll just do that. And what happens is that you fall flat on your face because every person is unique and every person has a different way of doing things that it's going to stick better. Like, cause the most important part of getting organized is figuring out a system that's going to stick. And so if it's painful to do every single day, you are not going to do it. So what I finally figured out is I don't have to do it exactly like them, but that's a good foundation Okay, that, you know, that tip. So my girlfriend, an example, um, my girlfriend was so cute because I'm like, how do I conquer my paper piles? She goes, well, I put everything in an inbox. And then on Thursdays, I make an appointment with myself. And so Thursdays at 10 o'clock, kids are in school. That's when I sit down and I go through my paper piles. And it's like, okay, great. So I tried to do that. And of course, my kids were home with me. And so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure all this out. And and I, 10 o'clock on Thursday happened and then it went away and I realized I have no problem flaking on myself. Right. And it was just, it was not a system that worked for me, but the inbox worked. And so that's where I started realizing I need a place for my piles. And okay, so if my inbox doesn't work, how, and then what if I don't get to it? Well, then I started realizing maybe I need to create categories, things that need to be, need attention right now. And then, you know, things that can wait or things that need to get filed. And so I started figuring out ways to tweak the system she had told me about. And then I started, I kept digging too. And so then I learned somewhere else. It's like, well, what if I created a list of these are the action things I need to do right now. So then that is my visual because I'm a visual person and I need to see that this needs to get done. So maybe I either make a list and when the lists were getting piled up and not getting to them, I'm like, okay, time to tweak that system. So now I literally have a folder that has do now on it and I leave that folder out and it's a lot neater um, to to get to. And I, and now it's actually kind of tucked away and I, I've created a habit to check that file. Right. So it's just, you have to keep tweaking things. You can't think that what's working for you, because you might find the perfect system be like, I am a rock star. I am so organized. And then lo and behold, life throws you a curveball and things have to change or your situation changes. Cause I'm telling you, having a newborn and trying to get organized and having systems changes when you have toddlers who can pull things out or when you have elementary kids who can now help. And when you have teenagers, cause we have teenagers in the house now and now they can help and, you know, do other things. So it's really fascinating to see how things change. But that I think is one of the number one rules is the glean and tweak rule. Um, and I know you asked for the other ones. So do you want me to talk well, about the ones or what do you want? I, lo- I you love that me. you, I love, <laughs> I love that rule. Cause I love what you've just said here is this idea of like, 
basically just try something, right? You've heard yeah. about a system, you're going to try it. And just because it fails, it doesn't work, doesn't mean that it's a write-off. But you, how could you change the system to work for you? Right. And then even what you just said, like, systems are going to change seasonally. They're going to change mm -hmm. as your kids grow up, as things change for you. And so... You covered a lot of ground there with... Um, I know, I'm sorry. Just, no, no, it's great. <laughs> but just systems in general. Like, I thought that was so helpful because um, we have these problem areas in our life. And sometimes we just walk past them. We, we have a certain thing that continues to get cluttered or whatever. And we've tried something. It didn't work. Tried something. And so I just love that you just shared. Glean. Try and figure out what systems are working for other people. How can you modify that for you right now in this season? What's going to work? And so I thought that was so great. I love that... Um, for you, like, I just want to ask you a question. If you know of something that's not working, how do you come up with a system? Like, where are you gleaning from? So when I glean from, a lot of times it's asking other people. Uh, so if I notice that somebody, when I go to their house, they don't have paper piles. So I'm, I'm sticking with the same theme because yeah, <laughs> it's real. Good. But if they don't have some things out or seem to struggle in the same way I do, then I just ask. And, um, and that's why I think it's really important for moms to communicate because why reinvent the wheel? Like that is the crazy thing. We always are trying to recreate the wheel and start from, I'm going to come up with something colossal that is amazing and will change the world in our, in, in, in our family forever. And it's like, well, if somebody else has already figured it out for you, then why not try that? Um, I Google everything now. So I will look up how to organize blah, blah, blah. And, okay. you know, doing that. But there's just little things too that you can do to tweak things. So with laundry, you know, maybe it's okay. Laundry's piling up. So this is obviously not working. And so like I have an entire chapter in my book on laundry hacks and laundry solutions. So why not read something like that where you're like, okay, no, I haven't tried that. Maybe I'll try that. So you just kind of want to start researching and asking around and seeing like, does, does what you're reading click with what you think you would implement? Because I've had people, I had this one friend and then I've seen it online all the time, like the whole journaling, like when people get these beautiful composition books or just like plain, like they're these plain composition books, but they turn them into these beautiful masterpieces and that's where they keep their calendar and their, they put stickers and they doodle and they do all these colorful, beautiful things. And as creative as I am, I think, oh, that'd be really fun to do in an afternoon, but I can't sustain this. Like next month, there's nothing. Like <laughs> I don't can never do it again. <laughs> I don't have time for that. Uh, so you have to figure out what works for you. So I do keep a composition book and I do keep similar things in there than other people, but I do not do all the fancy stuff. So I just keep it simple. And so I've just learned how to strip away all the fluff and just get it done. I mean, it doesn't have to be perfect. Like I laugh I remember hearing something somewhere that they talked about like, oh, somebody organized if their sock drawer is organized. I'm like, no, somebody's organized, you know, if they have clean socks and they're in a drawer where they're supposed to be, that's good. But, right. you know, it, it doesn't matter. They're in a drawer. I'm going to close yeah. the drawer. Yeah. So I'm happy. Like the sock, and I do put the socks together. <laughs> like if but I don't have time to yeah. have a perfectly organized sock drawer, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Well, I like what you're doing here in this is you're really giving yourself permission to do what works for you. And Amen. I think that's yes. a big part of where you're going to thrive is finding, okay, this system works for us. This system might not work for the family down the road, and that's okay. This okay. is what works for us. Um, so tell me, just give me another one. What's another one of your rules that you really found to be helpful? 
I, I mean, obviously, I think of the buzzword these days, especially in the new year is clutter. So decluttering. Yes. So clearing out clutter, that's a big one. And, the, you know, there's whole books written on decluttering. And I do have two chapters on it. So the first chapter um, that go along with the rules is trying to get people to rethink the relationship with their stuff because I'm not a minimalist. I don't think that you have to have nothing. You have to learn to have the important things in your home, you know, things that really you need in your home. You don't need extra fluff, but you don't have to get rid of everything either. So that's where I kind of ascribe to some different things and what's popular right now. But I'm also not a Marie Kondo person who's like, does it sparkle? You know, right. <laughs> that to me goes more towards like, do I have perfect contentment in my life? Because we all have those moments we walk into our closet and we're like, nothing in here is sparking joy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to use a Marie Kondo. Yeah. yeah, I mean, to use her term. But I really look at it when I am decluttering a space. Uh, so that's a really big one. You have to declutter before you try to organize. Otherwise, you're organizing junk. You're organizing stuff that really doesn't belong in your home. So you have to start with getting rid of clutter. So when I walk into a room to get, so let's say I'm taking on a, an entire room, then I'm going to clear everything out and only the very best things are coming back into the room. So as I'm clearing things out, I'm dividing them into different categories. And the most important category and the most important question I ask myself is, is this a blessing to our family? Do we need it? Do we use it? So I'm kind of starting with this concept of blessing. And if it's not blessing us, then I to help me let go and to help my kids let go of it. Cause I've taught this to my kids is could this be a blessing to someone else or is it trash? Yeah. <laughs> like if, yeah. if it's not yeah. going to bless us, if it blesses us, it goes back, you know, it goes back into a room. Maybe it works better in another room, but you know, we want it to be a blessing to us and maybe it's in great condition and can bless a friend. And so I might just, if I, Oh, you know, Hey, I've got a friend who's got kids similar ages so I'll give it to them or I will not give it to, I will ask if they would like to have this, yeah. <laughs> but otherwise we do Salvation Army and we'll just take it down to our local Salvation Army and know that it's almost like a surprise. I try to get my kids excited. Like who knows who's going to open this? Maybe someone was really hoping to have a teddy bear just like this. And we have 24, we don't need 24 teddy bears or well, stuffed animals, we, <laughs> but, but yeah, but, still same thing. Like, let's see what kid we can really surprise this Christmas or, you know, for their birthday, maybe someone's going to walk in. It's going to be the perfect thing for them. So it helps well, to kind of change your, the way you're thinking. Yeah. And I love that you just mentioned that idea of let's not store junk and it's not all right. junk necessarily, but like, let's just not store the things we're not using or we don't need or aren't blessing our family. And so I think that's a great place to start. Like you said, being able to pare down on those things so that when we are trying to organize, we're actually organizing and storing things that matter and that we're yes. going to use. That's a great one. And very timely for this time of year, especially coming right off Christmas when we've acquired many new things. Um, I want to know how, because you do have that that gap of or that spread of teenagers to kids as well, a six-year-old, 17. So how does organization or running your home, like how does that change? Um, and you get to experience both at the same time. Yeah. Um, so how does that change from kind of organizing with little kids to having teenagers? Well, I think with all kids, it really comes down to you have to have the right tools and the right systems and you have to teach them. You can't assume that your kids know how to make their bed when you say you haven't made your bed yet. So you have to drill it over and over and over again. The thing with the teenagers is now they are 
capable. So I know they're capable of doing it. So if there is something they're not getting to, then I know something's broken and how we're either communicating, um, you know, what are my expectations? Do they understand that? Do we have the right accountability, you know, in place so that way it's not like I walk in the room and go, holy smokes, which I still do. That happens because some kids are just, all kids are different. You may be blessed with a child who is really organized. I have one of those. Um, my oldest is crazy organized. In fact, during the home renovation, I was mentioning to you that I had to sometimes film or do things in other areas to avoid the noise. And it was a crack up because I always knew I could walk into his room and it would be perfect because that's just the way he works. Um, all the rest of my children, all the other four sometimes struggle. And so that's okay. I just have to teach them to find, they're all different. So sometimes it's reminding them, okay, this is how we do it. And so you just need to have different standards of accountability. I think that's really the biggest thing when they're little, um, you can't expect perfection when they're older. I can expect a lot more of them. And so again, it comes down to what's, what's working, what's broken. Do we need a new system? Do you need a new day? Like maybe, you know, their schedule got busy. So that's the thing with teenagers is they have a life outside of your home. Right. And so my oldest is working and, you know, my, my next teenager down, my 16 year old, you know, he's got all kinds of stuff going on. He's got a much more rigorous uh, school schedule just as far as things he has to get done. And so even though we homeschool, like, and he's home, I still have to give him the space to get things done that he needs to get done and not be like, Hey, take a break from doing whatever you're doing and come do this. Now I'll do that if it's something he forgot to do and needed to get done. But I, I just think we need to respect our kids and understand what phase they're in. But at the same time, you do have to teach them responsibility too. So like, you know, if this was a job, then this is my expectation. And so you need to get it, you know, you need to get this done in a timely manner and in the way that we've talked about, but you, you have, you can't go blind. So they have to understand that this is the expert. So let's talk dishes dishes. If my older kids are on dish duty, they know they have to rinse down the sink, like the counters. I always joke. I'm like, have you turned around and looked at the counter behind you? <laughs> like, it needs to be clean. Yeah. So it's just, you're like a broken record sometimes. And that's okay. Um, yeah. you, you know, sometimes I'll put up a little sign or we'll have a picture. So we have all different chore systems we've used through yeah. the years, but you've got to figure out a way that works for everyone, but don't expect perfectionism or perfection from little kids. That's probably my biggest tip, but get them involved because they, they love it and they're really good at doing things and helping out. Well, I love what you just emphasized there, both the idea of teaching and I know you just swung it in there, the idea of a picture or like a chart or something, right? Those things where you're saying, hey, we're going to do all the different things we can do, systems and things to teach you. Um, but then we're also going to have grace. And you shared that yep. both with, for your teenagers, understanding, hey, this might be a hard day for you. And we have those days too, where we just say, you know what? It was just too hard for me to complete that today. Yeah. Um, so having grace and then also having that um, teaching and the teaching may take more time for some kids than it does for others. So I appreciate that you shared that as well. And that really, in some ways, I think is part of our job as mom, the master organizers of Mayhem, um, really identifying what where our kid is at, both in their personality and their stage and, so, and even their day. So I love that you shared all of those things. Um, I want to talk about one other thing that you um, haven't mentioned yet, but is I know a daily stress for a lot of moms. And I want to hear what your insight is and just the idea of meal prep or dinner prep. Do you have anything you mm. could share about organization um, when it comes to that? 
Oh yes. No meal planning is near and dear to my heart. And that's probably one of the, the biggest things that changed for me when I was looking, when I was in that pit, that was one of the things that I realized had to change because there's nothing like having a hard long day where you've had curveballs thrown at you all day long. And then everybody's like, we're hungry. What's for dinner? And you're like, why do I have to be the one to feed you all? <laughs> like, I don't want to have to feed you all. Just go eat cereal. And there are days when we've done that. We, we actually, we upgraded. Um, so we now every once a week, every other week, we do what we call breakfast for dinner and it is mom's night off. And so the kids know how to make pancakes and we'll do pancakes and eggs. We usually do like something fun and something with protein in it to kind of balance yeah. out our sugar levels. Otherwise it makes for a not a so fun evening, but we'll do something easy like that. But with meal planning, the most important thing is to have a plan, right? I mean, you've got to have a plan. But I try, here's my big hack. I try to have a list of easy things to put together and then I keep a stock of things to make those with. So whether it's spaghetti or tacos or an easy soup to throw together, sometimes I have like pre-made soups that I just keep it stockpiled. We'll have chili stockpiled just in case. So I keep a lot of things that are those just in case, few easy freezer meals, but then if you don't want to, I mean, I'm not saying that has to you know, be your entire people listening that are like really health conscious and make everything from scratch are like, what? <laughs> but that's when you make your freezer meals or, you know, maybe you double a meal. So if I have a meal that I'm making in an evening that has ground meat in it, I'll do twice the amount and freeze the rest of it for another dish. And then like half of my dinner prep is done. Or if I'm chopping onions, it's just as easy for me to chop a whole, just one more onion. I'm already doing it. So why not chop it and put it together? And actually, usually what I do is um, I do try to keep several, uh, several Ziplocs in the freezer that has the basics. So I'll do ground beef, chopped onion, and garlic. And I actually usually put zucchini in there too. So I either shred it or I chop it really small and I cook that up and then I just divide it into a bunch of Ziplocs. So we'll use one for dinner, but that can be a base for a lot of things. So whether it's tacos or a pasta of some sort, you can do like a taco soup. You can do so many things with just that. So I try to have things available when I I'm too tired to make what's on my meal plan because let's be real. Like you can have a meal plan and you could even have all of the ingredients for the meal plan. <laughs> and then the night of you're like, I don't want too tired. to make that. Right. <laughs> I am too That's tired. That's so true. Well, I love, I love what you just said there in terms of the, uh, it's really very smart what you're doing. And I think that's part of it is not, not cooking more or cooking harder, but cooking smarter. And so I've mm -hmm. done the same thing with ground beef where it's might as well cook it all at once easy freeze it or you're saying like I'm already chopping an onion I'm already doing this rather than mm -hmm. pulling out my cutting board again and again and what like just doing so many of those things at once and so I think the more um, we can be thinking about what does our family eat typically what do they like what can I do and so I've had that where I've had batch cooking days where I've just said I'm just gonna do a bunch of these things so they're ready to go um, but you did mention so if you have a meal plan so for some of us we're listening and we're like, yeah, but I don't even have a meal plan. Where do I start with a meal plan? How would you start and, that? Oh my goodness. Well, that's when you get the book and you read the chapter. That <laughs> but no, I do yeah. have a, I do have a ton of that inside of my yeah. book. I actually have a meal planning course that we're prepping. We've been waiting for the house remodel to be done so that I can actually video it. 
Um, but meal planning is near and dear to my heart. And so uh, one of the free principles that come along with the book, and um, so in, inside the book, I have a link that people can go to to get printables. And one of the printables is a meal planner. And it's really basic. And basically, you are planning out, I typically plan five to six meals, one of them being something crazy simple. And then I save myself a day where either we're doing leftovers, we're going to go out or, you know, we're going to order in. So you just kind of have to know your budget and, and kind of what, what your week looks like, but you have to look at your calendar. So if I know we have so much happening on one day, then I'm going to plan a crock pot meal for that day. It's going to be something I can throw together in the morning or when I'm making lunch and it's going to be ready for us. So in fact, last night I had some pork tenderloins in the crock pot and I threw some potatoes in the Instapot and I was able to make a quick mashed potatoes and which that's not normally something you can say is quick. This is a new, the new thing that I was trying was to see if I can make quick quote unquote mashed potatoes, but I doubled the recipe because now I can, uh, I'm tonight with those extra mashed potatoes, I'm going to be making shepherd's pie. So I plan that out and kind of try to see if there's any elements that if I make double, can I use it for another night? So I've just in that moment, you know, so that way I don't have to plan an entire like cooking lots of batches day. I just plan it into my week and right there it's done. So I plan out these five meals. I do put them on the calendar, but we don't always go with along with what's happening. Um, so if it's a Tuesday and I'd planned on making, I'm just gonna say meatloaf, and maybe I'm not in the mood, or maybe I waited a little too late to start the meatloaf because <laughs> that happens. And then I'll just make sure that I take the meat out to defrost it for the next night. And then I'll make something else for that week and something else that I already have purchased ingredients for. So as I'm making my meal plan, I am referencing recipes and writing down what I need. So that way I am going to make my meal plan and go to the store. And so when I go to the store, I know I have everything that I need for that meal ready to go. So that's kind of like, that is about as condensed as you can, as you can teach meal planning. Um, but it doesn't have to be something where you have to stick to it. You plan meatloaf for Monday. You have to have meatloaf on Monday. No, like change it up. And there's so many different little tweaks and tips, um, but having the right things on hand really helps. Cause that was one thing that I didn't even realize that some people did is they go to the store every day. Like they literally think of what they're going to make that day. And then they go to the store and I was like, really? I didn't know that. They're like, well, we want fresh ingredients. I'm like, okay, I get that. But then my little tweak on that is, well, then the day I'm going to the grocery store, those meals that require fresh ingredients, that's what I'm planning at the beginning of the week. And then the other meals are things that I can have had parts of them, you know, on stock. And sometimes I do have to run to the store more than once um, in a week, but you have to give yourself grace. I love how many little nuggets of wisdom you have there that are things that have just come you know, it seems that they're just coming naturally, but they're really things you've learned over time. Yeah. And so the first thing is, the first thing is you said, you need to plan. And I think that's where a lot of us get stuck. And so sometimes you even need to backtrack and say, I might need to plan when I'm going to plan, right? Like, what is the time in your calendar where you're going to say, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do my meal plan for the week. And then I love, again, that the way you have structured it to make it easier on yourself to say, what can I turn from this meal into the next meal? I did something similar this week with tacos one day and then the leftover ground beef turned into the chili for the next day. Perfect. And so how can yeah. you cook cook once, use it twice, be creative with leftovers? So I love that you have that both in your book and then also this downloadable. Because I think, you know, cooking and laundry, some of these things are, they're things that are just keeping us um, 
just not in a very joyful place, uh, uh, but keeping oh, yeah. us stuck. So I love that you have very, very practical things, lots of nuggets of wisdom. So if people are following in, following you online, if they are listening to your podcast or if they're reading your book, they're going to get some of those just things that are coming out really naturally. Um, well, I want to move away a little bit from a lot of these. I mean, it will still be practical, but the very practical <laughs> things that you're doing from your family. But what are you like? What do you practically do to care for yourself as a busy working homeschooling mom of five, uh, both just really practical things, but also how do you have quiet time? How do you connect with God? Like what are other things that you're doing as well, just for you? Well, I have to say that being a mom of five and having as much on my plate as I do, uh, if I don't have my Jesus time, then I'm, I'm dog meat for the day. Like I yeah. am irritable. I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things where I kind of giggle because like my brand is simply joyful and, and people are like, oh, you're so joyful. I'm like, oh, you'll know if I haven't had a quiet time. <laughs> like, <laughs> the Lord has gifted me in that, in that he's just yeah. like, oh, you think that your joy comes from you? <laughs> Let me show you what yeah. that looks like, you without me. And I'm like, that's not pretty. So yeah. um, I need Jesus all the time for strength. I did not understand what that meant to draw on the Lord for strength um, until really we started growing our family. And then it was like, yeah, I can't make it five minutes. Like I'll have a quiet time and the kids wake up or, you know, what, whatever my, my day has thrown at me. And I'm like, I, I need more time with God again. And I'm like, wait, how can this happen? I had, and that was one thing that threw me off at first. I thought if I make time to have a quiet time, then my day will go smooth because I will have the spirit of God over me and it's going to be awesome. And the day would unravel, like the kids would wake up cranky or whatever it is. Is And it took me a while to realize it had nothing to do with whether or not I was actually being faithful and having a quiet time in the morning or whatever. I mean, as long as I'm, and that was another thing too. It's not a checklist. It has to be like, okay, I'm going to read a verse and run on. Like you need to make time to be with the Lord. Um, mm -hmm. But what I really learned was that I need to, it's that, that pray constantly, that constantly being in prayer. So in that moment when my kid's like, blah, 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 I'm freaking out and I, you know, this person touched me and this happened and blah, blah, blah. You know, that's the moment that I just have to like calm, take a breath and pray and then speak. And so there is so much truth when we look at in James, when it says to be slow to speak and quick to listen. So I'm just listening to them. I take a breath and I pray and I try to not react. And that takes so much time and practice. That has been something, and I'm not always perfect at it, but I really try to not react because if I'm, and that's what I think helps is when I have gotten up early enough and, and I am at a phase where everyone's sleeping through the night. So I get that. Like we used to kind of, you know, like so many of your listeners, my days used to start when the first kid woke up and you're like, okay, I'm dragging myself out of bed because I got no sleep because I got up three times with someone who was sick or peed the bed or, you know, needed to nurse or whatever it is. Like that's just life. But then that means I just had to be strategic with when I found time with the Lord. And there is a great story about um, this woman. Oh, goodness, I always forget her name. I need to keep the book closed so I can remember her name. But she, um, Oh, I'm not even trying, but she basically would her quiet time, quote unquote, quiet time. She would throw her apron over her head. And that was her signal to her children who are running around the house that she is having time with the Lord. And it cracked me up because I'm like, there's nothing quiet about that. So we say quiet time, like right. get yourself in the word. And whether that means you keep the app open on your phone or you keep a Bible open on your counter. If you are writing a verse on a 
note card and have it up uh, you know, on your bathroom sink. Just have the Word of God readily available for you to just take a moment and read it. Um, the best way to do that is always going to be to try to find like a set time. And if you have to put a video on for your kids, do it because you have to start with nourishing your heart with the Lord, because we are asked as moms, especially, and just, I mean, women, I'll just say that for, and, you know, people, <laughs> yeah. so we can get as general as you want to be, but we are called to be pouring ourselves out, but God doesn't want us to be pouring. We can't pour anything out if we're empty. And so you have mm -hmm. to take time to be filled up with the word of God. I mean, he is the bread of life. He is the, you know, that ever quenching water. He's, he's the living water. Like he, he is everything. And so we have to make time for that. And so I think it's really important for people to find time, make time, even if you have to stick a video on for your kids or find something for them to do so that you can get that time. And the other thing that I do is for the longest time possible, I try to hold on to naps. Um, or we just have quiet time, just a set time where I can go run away and get time to myself. And that's actually how everything I started doing happened is that it was during these quiet times where I finally had a chance where it's like, gosh, I'm going to, what are some of those, those, uh, creative outlets that I used to enjoy doing that I don't get to do anymore. And so I started writing again and I started, you know, looking for opportunities to speak in different places. And so during the quiet time, I was coming up with notes and, you know, encouraging things that, that I knew I needed. And so I was trying to find these bits and pieces that I could share with other women. And so it's going to look different for everyone. Maybe it's painting, maybe it's singing, maybe it's, just quiet or reading, or maybe it is watching a show, or, but you have to find that time and make it. Um, and it's not easy when you have little people and sometimes you need to have help. So that kind of threw a whole bunch of things at you, but yeah. I can just say that if, if you are not finding time for yourself as a mom, um, you're going to get really lost really fast and you're going to be trying to dig yourself out and pull yourself up, um, so often. And it just makes it harder. Well, I think I love what you shared in there, essentially this idea, similar to before, is that you have to plan, right? Mm. We need to plan for that time, create that time. And um, sometimes we'll plan for it and then a kid interrupts happen. and it's okay. <laughs> uh, we can have grace for ourselves in that, but that we start off really with that planning and even similar to your glean and tweak. Um, I love asking everyone who comes on the show, just really how they stay connected to God, because I think that's a great opportunity for women to glean from what others are doing and then tweak what works for them. Like what, what can mm -hmm. be something I'm going to try? What I'm doing right now is different than what I did six months ago. And how do we um, make that happen in that particular season? And so I know for myself, I love going for jogs at night so if my husband's yes. home and I go for a jog yes. but right now it's dark at like four o'clock and right. that's maybe not gonna happen. <laughs> so how do I go for a jog in the morning or how do I what are the things I'm going to tweak seasonally and so um, I just love all that you shared there about a how being connected to God being um, and being creative with how to get his word in us whether it's you know audio bible or posting things up mm -hmm. um, and how that's going to nourish us because I think for it probably for a lot of uh, the women listening, it's um, it's really easy to be in that place where we feel depleted and we, we don't have a lot left to pour out if we're not being filled up. And so finding those mm -hmm. pockets of time throughout the day, I love that you encourage women to throw on a show. That's a great way to, um, you know, I know that, that you're on here in many ways talking about this idea of being organized. And, um, and so that's a time where we can often say, I'm going to use putting uh, nap time or the kids having a show just to be organized but I love being able to use that time 
to connect with God and fill myself up so that I actually have that internal motivation and energy to then go organize, to then, you know, connect with my kids. I have something. Um, that's what I found. I have more energy for those things in my life as well when I yes. connect with God. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, one of the little freebies, I, I don't know if your listeners are as interested in, but I have a little freebie book called Sanity Savers for Moms. And one of the tips, tips in that book is keep your knees dirty. And so I have a ton of just tips on how I found time because sometimes it's a trip to Michael's that will save the day because I'll go find some crafty stuff for my kids to work on. Maybe it's an yeah. audio book for them. So when I say video, I'm just mean find something for your totally. kids to do. And you don't have to go run out of the room. You can be in the room. Yeah. But you just, you do, you need to find that time to breathe. And I, I jokingly refer to it as time to finish a thought because how often in our day are we having constant it's just constant sometimes if somebody yeah. needs you all the time. And so making sure, especially when you're in those seasons, when your kids are home with you, or you have even just one kid home with you. Um, I mean, we want to have something to, to give them, but that means that we also need to be filled up. Cause I think that one of the misconceptions we have is there's, um, there's that little acronym of joy that gets used a lot, Jesus, others, and then yourself. And I think that's true in some ways, but if we are not filling up on Jesus and allow in taking some time for some, and I hate using self-care because that can go in so many different directions. I think some people over self-care <laughs> and maybe they need to go towards the why, but in order for us to, to pour into others, we do have to be having some level of taking care of ourselves because if we're not healthy and if we're saving our health, like you were saying, going for a walk, walks are a great way. Go for a prayer walk, listen to the audio Bible, listen to a sermon on, on, you know, audio and just get out and just get refreshed. But that's a good, healthy way, you know, to, to get some time for yourself where you're doing something that's really going to help you in the long run to help and serve your family. Well, I love that you also shared about how, um, once you kind of were taking that time for yourself, then you had these ideas where it was like, oh, maybe I would actually like writing. Maybe I would like doing these other things. And I think that's a really good byproduct as well from taking that time to connect with God, to have that kind of slow down. And that's where I think he's going to be able to maybe um, uncover or spark some of those ideas, some of those things that maybe we have had buried deep within us as passions, as dreams, those things that we might want to do once we are um, spending that time with him. And that's where I think some of this organization also really helps with that. Just when our lives can be generally pretty um, systematically going well. I mean, we there's always always room for extra things. Someone's going to gonna get sick if you say totally. that. I'm totally organized. <laughs> <laughs> so, but if things are, you know, generally going well, then... Um, you know, we have space in our head and our hearts to be able to say, hey, what, mm -hmm. what else here do I want to be focusing on? What, what other things has God put inside of me? And so I love that those two things sort of go hand in hand. Yeah. And a big part of that is learning how to say no to other things so you have that space. Because I think we just, when I say simple and a lot of how I define, you know, like, because I'm not your typical, you know, simple living person, but I am a simple, I, I talk about simplifying your life so much from the standpoint of 
you got to cut things out. We can't do everything. And if it looks like somebody is doing everything, they're really not. It's so you have to just let go of trying to be everything for everyone. And you have to say no to a lot of things. And that's honestly, if you want to find time to get organized and you want to find time to have with the Lord and you want to find time to do a creative project, it means that something, time has to come from somewhere and you have to say no. Um, so that's, that's really, there's, I mean, there's so many elements to it. (laughs) So it's, it's not, it's not easy, but it also isn't as hard as we sometimes make it. So it's important for moms just to, and I would just say, even to your listeners, start with prayer, pray, pray over what you want to get done, pray over, you know, how can I get more organized in my home? You know, Lord, what, what can I do right now that is going to help me to experience more of your joy? Because again, we can get organized and still not be joyful if we are not taking the time to really allow the Lord to be a part of whatever we're doing. Well, I think that's really good because I, I agree. We can, we can easily get very, very focused on um, once my house and my life is organized, then everything, mm-hmm. I'll experience peace and I'll experience joy. But really it is sort of how do we... How do we walk in step with him and experience joy and peace, in, even in the chaos, even as we're moving from, you know, chaos to organized? Um, how do we kind of stay in step with him? Well, I have loved having you on here. And Christy, where can people find your book? Where can they? You shared a lot of great resources. I know you have a ton <laughs> on your website. No, it's great. You have a ton on your website that I know people are going to want to eat up. So I where do. can we find out more about your website and your book and all those things? Okay. Well, great starting point. Everything is in one location. So if people go to my website, which is christyclover.com and that's Christy with a K and an I. So K-R-I-S-T-I clover, just like four leaf clover. So it's christyclover.com. There are links to my podcast, to my YouTube channel and to my freebie, which is the sanity savers thing. So when people uh, sign up for my newsletter, which is actually christyclover.com forward slash join, uh, that can get them over to, they get a free copy of sanity savers for moms. And that has a meal planner in there. Um, and the, that's kind of meant to be a little taste of encouragement. Um, but the book MOM is also linked. It's on the front of my website right now. So that's always going to gr- be a great starting point. It has been running on sale actually on Amazon lately. So it's been kind of fun to see. So, and I'm sure all books on organizing are going to be on sale in January. So, um, make sure you, you either pick up a pick, you know, a copy of mom, MOM, master organizer of mayhem, or just other books that would be encouraging to you. It's a great time. Um, and I have a lot of those resources because honestly, I don't think I'm the end all be all for all things. I mean, I think there's plenty of room and encouragement from other people as well. So there's a lot of great websites and, um, out there that help people to get encouraged and getting more organized. Well, that's so great. We definitely need it in this time of year as we do always, but we're, I think, a little bit extra motivated to get our lives a little more organized and be able to do some of those things that we feel like God is calling us to. And so um, what's next for you? Where where are we going to find hear more from you? Ooh, good question. <laughs> well, since this is airing in January, um, the podcast is relaunching in, in January. So there's lots happening in January. YouTube, I'm actually going to be highlighting um, all my house renovations on my YouTube channel, talking through how we, how I planned organization into the design and how other people can do the same with whatever their house design is. And I'm also doing a lot on Instagram as well. So Instagram's a fun place to meet me, but up next big 
wise is, is more courses. I have a lot more courses. So the meal planning made easy course is going to be coming out sometime in 2020. And so just some fun stuff like that. I'm trying not to, I mean, it'd be fabulous if Joanna Gaines wanted to, you know, call me up and have me on her program, but I don't know if that's going to happen any day soon, but Hey, if I put it out there enough, then maybe someone who knows her is going to be like, Hey, Joe, you should have Christy Clover be on your new network. So Well, that sounds like a, a lot of great stuff. And I love that you have so many free things that we can look into. Yeah. And I know that the your book as well will bless a lot of people. So thank you so much for being on today. And um, I know that everybody will be have moved one step closer to thriving. Thanks so much for listening today. I really am so encouraged knowing how many of you are being encouraged by this message. And if you have found it helpful, would you mind just sharing it with a friend leaving five stars or even a review wherever you listen to po- podcasts, podcasts, keeping it super professional. Um, if you want to connect more with me, head over to Instagram where I'm at Jacqueline.Widener. Or if you want some free resources, head over to my website at JacquelineWidener.com. This has been an Extend Network production.